Alright, okay, okay, what is up everybody? It's LJ Talks Facts right here. Gonna spit some facts like always. This is my AEW Dynamite review. What a show to talk about right here. It was a really good show. Like I said, Raw was okay. Dynamite was really, really good. I seriously enjoyed it. Right after the pay-per-view, you know, like I said, I saw the card for the for the show. I didn't expect it to be good at all. I expected it to be a lackluster show. It was really good. And we'll see how SmackDown is tomorrow. I'll be reviewing that. Saturday afternoon, so we'll see how that turns out. I think it'll be good. All right, so let's jump right into it. So we start off the show with uh, MJF and Chris Jericho in the parking lot talking, uh, talking with Tony Schiavone. You know, they both talk about, like, the same car, and they're a lot alike, MJF and Chris Jericho, Le Champion, the demo god. They're just talking about, like, each other, you know, like MJF saying, or Chris Jericho saying to MJF that he knows he's going to be AEW World Champion soon. And MJF saying that Jer- he knows that Jericho's going to win back the AEW title. So maybe they're teasing MJF and Jericho. So maybe, like, Jericho turn... I mean, who do you turn good, though, in that feud? Because you're not going to have two heels go at it. Somebody's got to be the good guy. Maybe Jericho somehow turns good and he faces MJF. Like, I mean... I wouldn't mind seeing... Like, Jericho turned back into a good guy, not going to lie. Because he's still entertaining, equally as entertaining and funny. They're not going to turn MJF into a good guy, so... I mean, they're, they're teasing it. It might not happen, the match. You know, it could be like one of those dream matches you really don't think... That, you know, uh, how you say, like, that it, it just doesn't happen. Like, how, like, Undertaker and Sting, how a lot of people want to see that, but it never happened. A lot of people want to see Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar. They're running out of time to do that. You know what I mean? Hopefully we get to see Jericho and MJF in both <laughs> as they both left. You see on separate cameras right there, separate angles, saying like what a loser to each other. Uh, so maybe we will see in the future. Hopefully we do. Hopefully we do. Um, all right, so the show started off with a tag team match. We had the Lucha Bros versus the Jurassic Express. Overall, a really good match to start the show. Like a pay-per-view caliber kind of match. It was really good. Jurassic Express got the win on a roll-up from Jungle Boy. I think he... Uh, what the hell did he pin? Was it... It may, have been, it may have been Pentagon, I think, that he pinned. I'm almost sure. Or probably it was Ray Phoenix, whoever it was that he pinned. It was a really good match to start the show. And then we saw a lot of tension between the Lucha Bros after the match. Like, they were pushing each other. They didn't want to shake hands. Eddie Kingston was saying, shake hands, you guys are brothers. You know, we should be running this show right here. And that's true. That's true. Eddie Kings is a really good mind in wrestling. You know, he's, got, he's a great fucking talker. He's great in the ring. You got two great guys in Butcher and the Blade. And you got the Lucha Bros, one of the best tag teams in the world. And Eddie King said, where's your British friend, you know, referring to Pac? He's still, you know, over in England, you know, due to the pandemic, you know, with the whole, you know, travel ban right here. With the pandemic, hopefully we see Pac come back soon. I really hope we do. Um... And, you know, Eddie King said to the Blade, oh, what about your wife saying to, you know, referring to Allie, because in real life, Allie and the Blade are married. So that's kind of weird, though, to see Allie, though, with QT Marshall, even though she wasn't there on the show tonight. It just feels weird doing that. Another guy's wife with another guy. It's like, nah, it's just weird. That's why, like, um, um, I'm trying to think, like, who was, what were they talking about with that? Um, I remember they were talking about something like, uh, Jesus Christ, what the hell was it? Oh, like, RVD in a shoot interview, like, when he was brought uh, to WWE. 
like he was hitting on like Stephanie like in the storyline but he's like that's Hunter's girl like like I feel fucking weird doing that I'm sure it's uncomfortable for a lot of people in that situation but overall a great tag team match to start the show you know Eddie Kingston was able to get the Lucha Bros to you know reconcile right there and they hugged you know that's brothers are gonna fight you know this stable's pretty good though it really is you know, and I feel like Ray Phoenix, you know, eventually he's going to be a singles wrestler at Soul Pentagon. You know, Ray Phoenix is going to be a fucking superstar in the wrestling business. Easily. He's going to be a future world champion. He is so, he is so fucking good. He is like a young Rey Mysterio. Easily. Easily like Rey Mysterio. He looks like him too. Like with the mask on, you think that it's him. He, he's just like Rey Mysterio. You know what I mean? He's a future world champion. Easily. Whatever company he goes to, this guy is a future world champion. You cannot hold his talent back when he eventually is a singles wrestler. You just can't. His talent doesn't go unnoticed. Okay, so then... Uh, we saw a video of uh, Jake Snake Roberts and Lance Archer, the murder hawk monster. And they were talking about, you know, Jake Snake was talking about, you know, Moxley, him playing the good guy. And for him to be ready for Lance Archer, you know, whenever they wrestle for the AEW World Championship, we do have a date when they are going to wrestle. We'll talk about that later on when we talk about, like, the match for next week. You know, we'll talk about that. Because later on the show, we find out when Archer and Mox are going to wrestle for the AEW World title. And, of course, Lance Archer, you know. And these two wrestled back in Japan. So, this is going to be pretty good when they step in the ring here in AEW. And, you know, Lance Archer, of course, you know, saying everybody dies, of course. You know, that's his thing. You know, this is going to be a really good match. And, you know, I, let's see how they build it up. You know, they got a month to build it up. Okay, we'll just say it. It's October 14th. On October 14th, on uh, AEW Dynamite's anniversary show, it'll be John Moxley versus Lance Archer for the AEW World Championship. And, you know, <laughs> I mean, I really hope they give Archer the title. I mean, it, it would be kind of weird for Moxley to lose the title on TV, you know, not on pay-per-view. I mean... You could tell, what about Cody losing title on TV? Well, that's the TNT title. That's on TNT. Well, the tag team titles have been, you know, turned around on uh, TV only. Not on pay-per-view yet. Except, well, except for All Out when FTR beat Hangman and Kenny. That's the only time they've done that. But, yeah, I mean, it, it could happen. You know, the build-up, I feel like, is going to be really good to this match. You know, a lot of people have asked for it, and now they're going to get it. Let's just hope they live up to the hype for this match, right? We know they had a great match in Japan a while back, and I believe they're going to have a really good match on Dynamite on the 14th of next month. So they got a month to build it up. Let's see how they build up this story right here. Probably Jake the Snake will probably reference to, like, Renee Young. We'll probably see a little bit of that in there. That's fine, you know. That's what's... That's what's going to happen. <laughs> Alright, so I got to go back and look at the show. I just, like, watch it. Sometimes I forget some of the shit. You know, I got to, like, go back and backtrack. Oh, yeah. Okay, so Matt Hardy was next. Okay. So Matt Hardy came out. And, you know, he did suffer that scary fall at All Out like all of us saw. You know, he is concussed. He did look a little bit concussed as he was talking. But he looked well. He looks good. You know, we saw Rebby Sky, you know, Rebby Hardy. And uh, the crowd right there with um, their, their newborn. And Matt was saying hi to his other kids at home. And he said he was sorry for what he put his family through. 
on Saturday right there. You know, that was some scary fall right there. But just like his shirt says, you don't die. Matt Hardy doesn't die. And, you know, he says when he comes back, he's going to look for his first AEW championship. So maybe it's going to be the world title. Maybe it's going to be the TNT title. I hope they give Matt the title. You know, a lot of people forget about the whole, oh, fucking veteran winning the title. Oh, my God, an ex-WWE guy winning the title. meaning wrestling TNA, too, but okay, whatever. I just want to see Matt Hardy win a title, whichever one it is. Because he deserves it. And he earned... I think there should be no, like, you know, slander towards him at all after what happened at All Out. And thank goodness the whole feud with Sammy is done. Because, oh my god, that was like... That that whole feud was like snake-bitten right there, him and Sammy Guevara. It just was. Because, you know, they were feuding for a little while. And then Sammy got suspended. Because, you know, we said about Sasha Banks four years ago. Um, and then he came back. And then they, the match got cut short. Actually, no, that's, that's later. Um, you know, Sammy threw the chair at Matt Hardy. And Matt Hardy got busted open. And then they had the tables match on Dynamite in the main event. But it got cut short due to time constraints. So, and then the match it all out. Yeah, so their feud was really cursed. But maybe they felt like they could make it work. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with Sammy. But, you know, the whole feud was just cursed. It just was. You know, it's just, there was too much in there. And you won't ever see these two wrestle again. Hell no, they won't do that. Uh-uh, well, they, well, they did have one really good match on Dynamite. I think they main evented Dynamite one time. Not not the tag team match I'm re- not referring to. I'm referring to the match. They had, like, had a one-on-one match on Dynamite. And it was good. Matt Hardy got the win. That match was good. You know, I'm not, I'm not referring to the, the tag team street fight match. But that was that was pretty funny, too. That was a good match. Um, but, yeah. Whenever Matt Hardy does come back, probably be like... My best guess he'll be back is, like, maybe, like, November. Maybe they'll wait till like, after full gear to bring him back. Maybe they... Even though he could be fully recovered, I'd say maybe give him a little more time. He is older, too. He's not young anymore. Where he's going to recover fast. Give him a little more time. So just give him like two months if he's fine by then because you know with a concussion and well you know it does take a while so we'll see what happens with matt as we get to our next match right here orange cassidy versus angelico i haven't seen angelico in fucking th2 you know him and jack evans i haven't seen them on tv in a while they've mostly just wrestled in aw dark they've barely been on you know aw dynamite tv so it was great to see them on tv last night and orange cassidy got the win i thought it was a decent match it was good you know, some of these matches you don't really expect to be, like, good matches. But it was a decent match. I liked it. Orange Cassidy got the W. Well, of course, he's got all the momentum right now after beating Chris Jericho twice. So, they're going to really push him to the moon, I feel like. Like, uh, I mean, it's kind of hard what they'll do with Cassidy. Like, is he, like, the vision right there? Are they going to make him AEW World Champion? Is he the guy? Because I don't know if you have him going after the TNT title. Because you're going to have him beat Brody Lee. That makes Brody Lee's character look weak. Or Mr. Brody Lee's character excuse me i want brody lee mr brody lee to fucking come after me he's supposed to be knocking on my door <laughs> but i'm just, you know i mean i don't know what they'll do with cassie if it feels like okay he beat chris jericho twice so now what do you do with him he did beat angelico on diamond well he had to beat him because if he loses then it makes no sense it's kind of weird what are they going to do with him next like i'm like legit thinking what can they do with him next now because you're not gonna have him. You're not gonna have him in Moxley yet. That's. It feels like it would be too early. And besides, Moxley's already facing Lance Archer, so that would be kind of like stupid to do. I'd say if Moxley beats Lance Archer, would you really have him lose to Orange Cassidy? That just seems kind of weird. That wouldn't make sense. It's like okay, you could beat Lance Archer, who's you know, much bigger than you, much stronger than you, but you lose to Orange Cassidy, who's smaller than you, and less stronger than you. That just doesn't make sense. But you can say, oh, the whole underdog story. Yeah, but that's just. 
Can we at least be a little realistic, to be honest? I mean, I have no problem with Cassidy. I love Orange Cassidy. Uh, just... Just, I, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I would like to see him as world champion, but just not right now. Same with the TNT title. It's like, you're not going to fucking have him beat Brody Lee. Come on. Brody Lee destroyed Cody, and he just and we'll get to what happened later on. So you're not going to have... You're not going to do that. You're just not going to do that. It makes no sense. But we'll see what happens. So after the match, Santana, Ortiz, Santana and Ortiz uh, attacked Orange Cassidy from behind. Best friends came out, Chuck Taylor and Trent. And they challenged uh, Santana Ortiz to a parking lot brawl for next week. And that was made official later on. So that's going to be really good. They did actually... They were supposed to do a parking lot brawl between uh, Best Friends and the Lucha Bros. But that never happened. Well, it's when the pandemic started. I think the Lucha Bros, they, they both went home uh, to Mexico. So they couldn't do that match. So they kind of like threw that away. It's a shame. That was going to be really good. That was a really good feud between Best Friends and um, the Lucha Bros. But... We'll see what happens next week. I think it's going to be a good one. It's like, all right. I'm down to see that parking lot brawl. It's like, what, the first parking lot brawl we're going to see in AEW. So, it'll be cool. All right. So, next thing we got. The Young Bucks super kicked Alex Marvez, one of the uh, broadcasters. who's backstage looking to get a word from the Young Bucks, you know, and what's been going on with the Elite, you know, kicking Hangman out of the Elite and fucking, like, probably to talk about with Kenny as well. And we'll talk about Kenny later on in the show. And right as fucking, he kept on knocking on the door. They didn't answer. It looked like he was about to leave. The young bucks opened the door and boom, super kicked Alex Marvez. They both got fined five thousand dollars each. Later on in the show, they said, "I was like, we really aren't gonna get a heel elite real soon." The young bucks, because after doing that, they kind of like cemented they're gonna turn heel right there. You know, Kenny slowly's turning heel. And when Cody comes back, I think he's going to be a heel as well. Like, Cody was slowly turning heel as well, the way that he was wrestling when he was doing his uh, TNT Championship um, Open Challenges. He was kind of acting heelish a little bit, like, you know, before his title reign came to an end. So I could, def- I could definitely see that. Where I started to notice it with Cody was when he wrestled Sonny Kiss at uh, Fight for the Fallen. And the same thing with Kenny, too, after him and the Young Bucks beat uh, Jurassic Express, I noticed it. And I was like, oh, okay. With the Young Bucks, the only time I noticed it was when they didn't do their when they did their entrance when they did their entrance last week, but they didn't do their poses. I'm like, oh, here we go. So now they're gonna turn heel. So it took them longer. Maybe they were kind of like fighting, like we don't want to turn heel, but Hangman cost them the match and the Gauntlet match, the Gauntlet tag team match. That's you know, that definitely set them off. So we are gonna get a heel elite pretty soon. I'm all for it. All right, so now we get to one of my favorite parts of the show. So Kip Saban came out to reveal who is the best man for his wedding, which I believe will probably be on the Dynamite Anniversary Show on October 14th. It makes sense to do that. So we saw um, Puff, this guy Puff, come out, and Kip Kip said, no, it's not you. (laughs) And he told him, well, go do what you do best and take up space, or don't take up space, whatever the hell he said. I was like, damn. And then Brian Pillman Jr. came out, (laughs) and Kip's like, I said, you're the best. You know, comma man, you're not the best man. And he said, You've been stalking me, so maybe we're gonna see Kip Sabian, Brian Pillman Jr. That's an underrated feud we could see right there, an underrated match that no one really will talk about. And especially, it would be big for uh, Brian Pillman Jr. 
you know, have a good feud with Kip Sabian because Kip Sabian is a very talented wrestler. He's underrated, and he's a future star in this company or just in wrestling in general. And this can really cement Brian Pillman's legacy right here. You start off a good feud with Kip Sabian, and you go from there. We'll see what happens. I mean, will they make Brian Pillman Jr.'s character just like his father's character? Like where he was like, you know, he was crazy? I mean, who knows if they'll do that? I don't know if they're going to do that. They didn't, like, tease that at all. Well, actually, no, they did, they did, they did. With the whole, like, Kip Saber thing, you've been stalking me, so maybe he's going to be, like, a crazy character just like his father. And can he play the character just like his father did? Can he play just as good? That's all you need right there. And you got a future star in AEW. And hopefully it works out. Hopefully that's what they're going to do. Because I don't know what their plans are with Brian Pillman Jr. If that's what they're going to do, make him a crazy character. That's what I'd say you gotta do right there. Because you know, it's, like I said, his father's with him the whole time. Especially in the ring last night. He was with him. He was with him. He could have been in the crowd. He could have been standing right next to him. He's right there with him the whole way. He's been with him the whole way. And he'll be with him the whole way the rest of his career. Alright, so the best man, officially the best man, is the debuting Miro. Formerly known as Rusev. Back in WWE. When I saw this, I marked out. This was fucking great. And especially the, the shots that Miro was taking at WWE. And I, and I get why people get mad when AEW takes shots at WWE. They're like, oh my god, why can't they just be humble and be their own company and stop taking shots at WWE and focus on your own business and everything? Yeah, but AEW wrestlers, most from WWE, they have every right to talk shit about WWE. Every right, because a lot of these wrestlers were held back. Look at look at Dustin Rhodes, who was held back as gold dust throughout his whole career. Gold dust. Even WCW did him wrong, too, when they had him dressed up as, what the hell, they call him Seven? Like, what the fuck? He looked like Stone Cold Undertaker had a weird fusion, and boom, he popped out. But in WWE, they held him back as gold dust. Like, he has so much talent at 51 years old, and we'll talk about his match with Brody Lee later. This guy, 51 years old... Is awesome, Dustin Rhodes. There's nothing else to say. He is awesome. And he got held back. FTR got held back as the revival. Like, we talked about that many times. And they got treated like a joke after they came up from NXT. And look at Miro, known, uh, formerly known as Rusev, how he got treated in WWE. He had that huge monster push when he came up in, um, when he debuted in the Royal Rumble in 2014. Then he officially came up in April. Had a monster push. Won the United States Championship in November from uh, Sheamus. Held it to WrestleMania 31, but he should have made... What they should have done with him is he should have not have lost the title to John Cena. And I understand what it, it, it meant for the United States Championship. Like, John Cena did open challenges every single week. I understand that. It was, it was cool, but... If you think about it, Miro was buried right there by John Cena. After that, he never fully recovered. He never really did. He should have made... What they should have done for his character, he should have made John Cena tap out at WrestleMania. I know John Cena never gives up. He never taps out. Well, he did tap out back in 2003... The Benoit angle, so people seem to forget about that. But for God's sakes, they could have done that at least. They could have done that, but I guess Vince didn't want to do it. It's like anytime they brought up somebody for a monster push, like 95% of the time, that wrestler winds up getting buried in the future. They have a stupid, silly ass gimmick. But I loved Rusev Day gimmick. I loved it, but it did nothing for him. And the crowd wasn't even listening. I mean, the cr- no, the crowd was listening, sorry. Um, they weren't listening to the crowd, I meant to say. Like, it's kind of like when Daniel Bryan like had the Yes movement. Like Rusev or Miro had the Rusev Day movement. 
Because the whole crowd was chanting, Rusev Day, Rusev Day, Rusev Day, like... What? And you don't even give the guy, like, a WWE title shot? I mean, he got one against AJ Styles' Extreme Rules. Rusev should have won, or Miro should have won. That could have been the perfect time to pull the trigger right there and give him the WWE title and let it elevate his career, and he probably would still be in the WWE. But yet they ruined that, the Rusev Day, the Rusev Day uh, gimmick for him. And then they had Lana leave him for fucking Bobby Lashley, and they did that whole stupid gimmick, and that ended his career in WWE. That was like the final nail in the coffin. Like, what the fuck? What the, what, 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 what the fuck? Seriously. So, and like, let's see, Cody as well. Look how he was so underused in WWE. They made him stardust. Stardust. After Cody had gotten fired from WWE back in September 2013, and they had that whole story with him and his brother and his father, and then they won the tag team titles, him and his brother. That could have been the perfect opportunity to push Cody to the fucking moon after that. But no, you make him stardust. A silly-ass gimmick, just like his fucking brother. Just like how they ruined him, too. Like, seriously? I mean, come on. They have every right to talk shit about the fucking WWE. They have every right. It doesn't mean they're being petty. I know they should be worried about their own company, but I fully support it. Because they were so misused. Look at John Moxley. He's the world champion now. He got misused in WWE. You can see why well, he won so many of these titles. But he was booked like an idiot. He said, like, they make me look stupid out there. You're not a fucking product, like I mentioned a bunch of times. And AEW have all that creative freedom right there. To present yourself how you want to be presented, not how they want to present you. Yeah, sure, they're your bosses and everything. You have to do what they say, but they give you more freedom. That's how it should be in wrestling. And it is like that in wrestling with AEW. I mean, come on. There's no dictatorship or politics and everything. And I'm sure Tony Khan's a really good guy, and he lets them have creative freedom. Because that's what wrestling is all about. That's what you have to do. Not be presented by the people that, you know, own the company. Present yourself how you want to be presented. Because that's your own character. It's not their character. It's you. You're the one going out there busting your ass every single night. Like, come on, man. But listen, I was happy to see Miro in AEW. And he says, take that imaginary brass ring and shove it up your ass. And he also, he says he's all elite. And he plugs his Twitch. So he's taking a shot at WWE for the whole Twitch thing. Like, they're not allowed to go on Twitch, the wrestlers. Like, but look at AEW. They allow their wrestlers to go on there. Because they make a little bit more extra money. That, there you go. It's a little more extra money. Twitch, you can make a little more extra money. That's how it is. It's right there. Like, like I said, the whole brass ring. they talk about the brass ring in WWE. Like that imaginary bra- brass ring in the glass ceiling. Go grab that brass ring. And Miro's like, well, shove it up your ass. And I'm sure Vince McMahon is pissed that he's in AEW because that's another that's another wrestler you held back. That's another wrestler you held back. And I went here, he won the United States Championship. Okay, the Rusev Day gimmick. The Rusev Day gimmick did nothing for him. He didn't win the WWE title. He didn't win the Universal title. So come on, what did it do for him? It didn't do nothing. What really buried him was losing to John Cena at WrestleMania. John Cena is my favorite wrestler of all time from WWE. Chris Jericho all-time throughout the whole world because Jericho's wrestled in other companies. Cena's only wrestled in WWE. You know what I mean? So, a major company like WWE. So, that's how it is. He should not have lost to John Cena at WrestleMania 31. He should have not have lost the title. He should have made John Cena tap out and he could have looked like a fucking monster the rest of the way and they could have made him WWE champion or Universal champion in the future. That's what they could have done. 
but no, you make him look stupid. Like, Jesus Christ. That's why I hope Cesaro leaves fucking WWE and goes to fucking AEW, because he damn well deserves it. And they'll make him world champion, just come on. But enough about them. Happy to see Miro in AEW, and they officially announced it on All Elite Wrestling on their social media accounts that he's All Elite, so here we fucking go. Alright, so we get to another tag team match. We got Chris Jericho and Jake Hager. And officially, yeah, Miro is now Kip Sabian's best man from the wedding whenever that'll happen on Dynamite. So Chris Jericho and Jake Hager beat Joey Janela and Sonny Kiss. And when I first saw this match, like, on social media, like, a few days ago, I was thinking, oh, my God, they're really doing this match? I was like, this match is going to suck. This is going to be so terrible. This is going to be so bad. And I was like, that match was actually good. It was a good match. It was a decent match. I enjoyed it. Jericho and Hager getting the win. And after the match... As the match, Jericho says he and Hager officially joined the AEW Tag Team Division and they want the Tag Team titles, so... I mean, I would rather be Santana and Ortiz. Eventually, they will get involved with the titles. But... You know, Jericho and Hager seems like it'll be pretty cool for now. We'll see how that goes. I would rather be Jericho and Sammy, but Sammy... Well, Sammy did get hurt during the match. With him, Matt Hardy, maybe he's taking a little bit of time himself. I'm sure Sammy feels very guilty for the match, you know, outside all out. But it's not his fault. You know, accidents just happen in the ring. That's the risk right there. Accidents just happen. Anybody can happen. Alright, so we go backstage. We see MJF blames Warlow in his cabinet for his loss to John Moxley all out. And he fired his whole cabinet. And it was funny. I was like, oh my god. He was going off on them. He fucking said that didn't you know get that bullshit smile off your face, crooked yellow teeth. I was like, damn. And right as they all leave, Warlow's like, sir. And he's like, oh, it, MJF's like, oh, it's sir? <laughs> and we saw some tension right there between Warlow and MJF. And when Warlow was getting his face, MJF was like, oh, I'm sorry. Did you forget that Tony Khan doesn't um, sign your paychecks? It's me. So, oh, man, this is going to be something. I feel like we're, getting, we're seeing some, like, fucking Shawn Michaels and Diesel type of vibes. Like when Diesel was, or, you know, Kevin Nash was Shawn Michaels' bodyguard for a little while. I feel like we're getting that. I'm like, ooh, okay, it's get, it's getting good. It's getting good. I wouldn't mind seeing a Warlow-MJF match. That'd be a good match. See, Warlow, we know, is a big guy can go in the ring. That's going to be something if that happens. Jesus Christ, you get Warlow as a single star, you got to push him to the moon right there because he's going to be a world champion. You have, like, so many dream matches with Warlow, like him and Miro, him and... You should have done him and Moxley last week instead of doing M, um, MJF's lawyer, Mark Sterling, versus... John Moxley. That match was probably one of the worst main events. That was the worst main event in AEW. Let's <laughs> be honest right there. That was dumb. That did not deserve to be the main event. Or you got like Wardlow and Brian Cage and Lance Archer. It's like you got some really good matches. Mr. Brody Lee. Like, there you go. Okay, so we'll see what happens down the line with that. So next we had FTR celebrating that tag team title win. And, of course, they announced they're the top guys in the locker room. So, FTR says to Jurassic Express, you have a chance of a lifetime right here. Next week, we are going to see FTR versus Jurassic Express. Not for the belts, but if Jurassic Express does beat them, then they will get a tag team title match against FTR whenever. I mean, well, FTR hasn't lost yet, so it's like, would you want their first loss to be on pay-per-view? Because I feel like Jurassic Express might win the match next week. They might win, like, in a cheap way, but still, you don't want FTR to lose in that kind of way. 
they don't want them to lose yet. It's like, no, just do it on pay-per-view because they already just became the tag team champions. They got to look strong. It's not like they already have a loss already, and it's like, oh, okay, that's fine. You know, you don't want to put that first blemish on their record, like on Dynamite, after winning the tag team title. You want to make them look like a strong tag team. I feel like they could have just saved it for a little while. They could have, like, had Jurassic Express face anybody else like, in a number one contenders match. Maybe they face the Butcher and the Blade in a number one contenders match for the tag team titles. And then at the Dynamite anniversary show, there you go. FTR and Jurassic Express. That's what I would have done. I feel like they're kind of rushing it, but... And we'll see. It was pretty funny, and uh, <laughs> Jurassic Press got in the ring to attack them. Marco Stunt grabbed the beer cooler and he dumped it all over. FTR and Tully Blanchard outside of the ring. That was pretty funny. That was pretty funny. Alright, so then we saw Absolute Ricky Starks come out. He was, he was dressed up as Darby Allen and had the makeup on. And he says, Darby Allen has no friends and he's going to beat his ass next time he shows up on Dynamite. This is going to be good between Ricky Starks and Darby Allen. You know, Darby Allen's more of the star in this feud, obviously, and he's going to be more of the star in this company. Ricky Starks has a lot of eyes to open going into this match with Darby Allen. Whenever it happens, you know, probably in the next couple weeks we'll see that match happen, or maybe they'll save it for full gear in November. I mean, Ricky Starks does need to win more than Darby, though. Because Ricky Starks, you know, is just getting going. He needs a big win. I mean, yeah, if Darby wins, people will be happy, but... Uh, I mean, Ricky Starks needs the win, to be honest. It's not like he's ready to win on pay-per-view. He needs that big win right there. And we know Darby... Darby's going to be a future world champion in AEW. Easily. Easily. His character can't go unnoticed. He's going to be AEW world champion sometime next year. I'd say sometime next year, maybe early 2022. So within the next two years, he'll be AEW world champion. Don't know when... But give it time. Things, you know, you got to be patient for these type of things. You know, you can't rush anybody to become a champion. You can't do that. You just can't do that. We'll see what happens eventually when we see these two in the ring. So we saw Nyla Rose beat Tay Conti. And this was actually a good match. I didn't expect this match to be good either. I expected it to be like a squash kind of match. We know Conti got recruited by the Dark Order a couple weeks ago. So we'll see if she eventually joins with Anna Jay. And the rest of the Dark Order. I feel like, you know, if you're going to make the Dark Order a lot more stronger, you have to give Anna Jay the AEW Women's title. They might do that then. They might go that route. Because I thought maybe they will go, like, Big Swole, the Big Swole route, or um, Brett Baker, or um, or even Nyla Rose. But we probably will see a rematch between Sheeta and Rose. Because, yeah, because Rose hasn't gotten a rematch yet against Akara Sheeta. So after the match, you know, Nyla Rose tried to attack Tay Conti, and after the match, Akarashita, or after she was trying to attack without, uh, Jesus Christ, tongue twister, Akarashita came out, had the kendo stick, so, and they weren't going to attack her after that, obviously, so, well, Nyla Rose does deserve the rematch, because, you know, she lost a double or nothing back in May, on May 23rd, so, yeah, eventually she's going to get that rematch, just don't know when. And maybe they're saving that for the Dynamite Anniversary Show as well. Be fine with that. All right, so we saw Kenny Omega backstage. Or actually, we know what's... Um, so, we, you know, we did see Hangman Adam Page talk with Tony Schiavone early on in the show. Because I, I did skip that. I'm sorry about that. He did uh, talk with Tony Schiavone. He was drinking, obviously, of course. <laughs> 
and he feels like the elite is definitely over. You know, he had like his two best friends, the Young Bucks, so he really considered him and Kenny his best friends. They had a lot of problems. So we'll see where Hangman goes from here. You know, him on his own, like Hangman is really good. He's a great wrestler. He's a great talker on the mic. It's just his character in general is just really good. He's a great character in AEW. You know, it is kind of a shame he had to end that way with the Elite, but he like he called the Unbucks his best friends. He didn't call Kenny because they said that he had problems with him. They had an eight month title reign though. They had they had titles for a long time. That was a long run they had with the titles. But you know, we'll see what happens with you know. But maybe we're gonna see Kenny and Hangman wrestle one on one. Now that's that'd be really good. Oh man, I can't wait to see that. I'm just like dreaming about that match. Let me show Kenny Omega talk with uh, Jr. backstage, and Kenny Omega says he's proud of his run with Hangman Page, but he has his own goal in mind, and he's ready to be a single star again. So maybe Kenny, maybe Kenny. See now they're kind of teasing that he won't turn bad, but he's gonna turn bad. See, I like they do that right there. They're doing like a mixture, they're trying to fuck with our minds, like, like. Kenny was like showing heel like you know signs oh, but I was like no he's gonna focus on himself he's not gonna turn heel he's just gonna go back to a singles wrestling like, nothing even happened he's gonna turn heel they're trying to fuck with us they'll be like oh and everybody will say oh now he's not gonna turn heel but no he is you can already see it coming I'd be very surprised if he doesn't turn heel but he's going to like they're trying to fuck with us saying oh hey he's not gonna turn heel now he's just he's gonna be a single star he's gonna focus on himself yeah no He's turning heel. He's definitely turning heel. Alright, so yeah, officially for October 14th, Wednesday, October 14th, it's John Moxley on the anniversary show. John Moxley, the AEW World Champion, versus the Martyr Hawk Monster and Lance Archer for the AEW World title. Oh man, I can't wait. I hope they give Archer the title. And announced for next week, we got Thunder Rosa, the, the NWA Women's Champion, versus Ivelisse for the NWA Women's Championship. So that'd be really good. We got Best Friends versus Santana Ortiz in a parking lot brawl. We got FTR versus Jurassic Express. Hangman Adam Page versus Frankie Kazarian. And the Champion and the Demo God Chris Jericho and Jake Hager versus Private Party. And MJF is also in action. So we got a pretty stacked card for next week. I'm hyped up. It's either going to be next Wednesday or, um, or next Thursday, you know, depending on the NBA playoff schedule. We'll see what happens. Right now, it's set for next Wednesday. If it's not going to be next Wednesday, it'll be next Thursday, so I'm completely fine with that. So now we get to our main event for the TNT Championship. Mr. Brody Lee, the champion, versus the challenger, the natural Dustin Rhodes. This match right here, and I saw a lot of people posting memes like, oh, I can't wait to see Luke Harper versus Goldust. Oh, my God. This is because they wrestled on main event. A few years ago, I believe, like, 2014, I believe. And I'm like, you know... I mean, do people not realize that Luke Harper, Brody Lee, Mr. Brody Lee are two different characters, and Goldust and the natural Dustin Rhodes are two different characters? It's not the same characters, guys. And this match delivered. It was a good fucking match. Like I said, for Dustin Rhodes, who's 51 years old, and this motherfucker's doing Canadian Destroyers like a fucking young kid in the ring. I'm like... What the hell? He's so good, Dustin Rhodes. He got held. He really got held back. And same for Mr. Brody Lee when he was Luke Harper. But oh my goodness, just a really good main event. A really good main event, in my opinion. That was that was really good. 
It was a great main event, definitely better than last week's. Oh my god. <laughs> last week's main event was fucking terrible. We have to match Dark Order, took out Dustin and QT, and Dynamite ends with Brody telling Cody Rhodes to come home. So eventually we are going to see Cody return, you know, but I think, I really think Cody's going to be a heel. You know, and, uh, it was something, though, before, like, they started attacking uh, Dustin and uh, QT. You know, the Dark Order, like, kicked out Cole Cabana from the, uh, from the match. Not the match, Jesus Christ, the ring. Because, you know, they're still upset because he took the pin and all out on Saturday that caused Dark Order the match. So, I mean, I feel like we are going to definitely see, like, Cole Cabana and, um, probably Brody Lee are going to go at it at some point. That's just what I feel. That's what I feel like they're going to do, in my opinion. So, overall, guys, a really good episode. I really enjoyed it. You know, Raw was okay, but I seriously really enjoyed Dynamite. And I'm not saying that because I'm not, I'm not an AEW fanboy. Oh, you're an AEW fanboy. <laughs> I just enjoy good wrestling. I didn't say Raw was terrible because that would be blasphemy to say Raw was terrible. Because Raw was okay. I enjoyed some parts of it. A lot of parts I didn't enjoy. But Dynamite was really good. So, Raw was okay. Dynamite was really good. We'll see how SmackDown is tomorrow. I'll be talking about that with you guys on uh, Saturday afternoon. Either Saturday afternoon or Sunday afternoon, but most likely it will be Saturday afternoon. Because you never know, plans could change. But it's going to be this weekend, but be ready for be, mostly be ready for Saturday afternoon. And if you don't see anything Saturday afternoon, then you'll know it will be coming the next day. So I hope you guys that watched AEW Dynamite, I hope you guys enjoyed the show. To the people that watch uh, SmackDown tomorrow, I hope you guys enjoy the show. I'll be talking about this weekend. And we got football back tonight, so I can't wait. It's going to be good. All right, guys. I'll talk to you guys soon. Enjoy the rest of the day.